And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, here we are. I have no idea if this is going to work or not. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker-ish, but not really. Um, We are on the road, and... My life is in Mrs. Boss's hands because she's driving. I'm not driving. Uh, just going to do something really quick because I'm not sure how long we're going to get signal. And it's, it's going to be one of those things where we're just kind of making this up as we go. I'm not sure uh, exactly how long uh, this is going to be doing this. So uh, we're going we're gonna to make the attempt. Now we're broadcasting just to YouTube on this show because uh, Odyssey does not have an Android app yet, and they're still working on that. That's on their list of things to do this uh, this year. So they're trying to get that done. Part of the challenge they're running into is the fact that they're not politically correct enough, and so they're having some trouble getting the apps into the into the Play Store and. You know, Google Play and all of the different uh, directories where you can download. Junior Office Dog, you need to go lay down. Go lay down. So we'll port this over to Odyssey and then uh, do the the podcast version. Uh, If you are a listener on our podcast, we're uh, on a number of different platforms. So you can find us on you know Spotify and 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 Stitcher and and Apple and iHeart and all of those things. Uh, it's going to be a little tough for me to uh, see the chat, but I'm going to do my best to see what everybody's doing. Um, uh, I, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see it. So it's not it's not that I'm doing that. Plus, we're going to be jiggling around a little bit here too because we're moving. So hopefully that doesn't set off anybody's. Uh, any, anything. So anyway, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so all of that. Glad to see everybody here. I'm I'm seeing uh, comments in the chat. So we'll. I see Robert. I see Dave. I see what about? Uh, who else is in there? Is that is that everybody we see so far? All right. So I thought since we didn't have a show yesterday, I thought I'd take a a, a quick couple of minutes and talk about the trailers because I haven't had a chance to talk about that yet anywhere and I know there are a lot of theories that are out there about the Doctor Strange 2 one but that's not the one that I want to talk about first Uh, all over the weekend we got a trailer for a Netflix movie that's called the Atom Project and I I mentioned uh, to Mindy that this looks fairly interesting uh, mainly because it's something unexpected. We see, you know, it's it's got uh, uh, Jennifer Garner in it, Mark Ruffalo, Ryan Reynolds, and Zoe Saldana. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting cast. And it turns out it's a time travel movie. Ryan Reynolds plays the older version of the kid, Jennifer Garner's kid. Jennifer, I, I, when does Jennifer Garner start playing moms? <laughs> that bothers me more than anything else. But I saw Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo are in it. This is not a sequel to 13 going on 30. 
So it's uh, apparently, from what I can gather in the in the trailer, kid keeps getting into fights because dad is now dead. I think. So older version of kid comes back in time to retrieve younger version of kid so they could go back further in time and save dad. I think that's the premise of the movie. Uh, Zoe Saldana is also a time traveler who works with Ryan Reynolds in the future and I guess she comes back or she's chasing him or something, I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought it was a really interesting uh, trailer and, and the different things you can see. One of the things that I thought was really interesting is that the time travel ship, when it actually arrives, it causes a power outage. It causes a blackout uh, in, the, in the town as it comes in for a landing. So I thought that was an interesting take on on time vehicles because you don't normally see that kind of a thing. So anyway, um, so that, that looks pretty interesting. And so what, one of the things we're going to be doing, they're going to have a preview, a virtual preview screening ahead of when it hits Netflix. So I think the screening is on February 28th. And it hits Netflix, I think, on March March 11th, I think. I'm not sure. I need to look that up. But what we're going to do is we're going to give away tickets, virtual tickets. We're going to give away tickets to the, the preview screening of uh, the Atom Project. And we're going to do this over on our Instagram account. So Instagram.com slash sci-fi for me. Now, here's the catch. Because there's a holiday this weekend, they have moved the deadline to give people names and access and all of that stuff to Friday. So we've only got today and tomorrow to get people registered for tickets to the virtual screening. So here's what we're going to do: we're going to put uh, we're going to put graphics up on on our Instagram account, and we're going to give you a question that you can answer. And then we'll we'll pick people at random, depending on how many people respond, we'll pick people at random to get access to the virtual screening. So be looking for that over on our Instagram account later on today. And we'll we'll post on our, our social media what we're doing with all of this uh, as well. So if you're not connected to us on social media, you should connect to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, MeWe, Mines, Getter, Gab, Parlor, Locals, and Vero. So all of those different things, you can find us on all of those if you want. Uh, Robert was asking uh, why we are in transit. We are headed to the Southern Command facility to check in with operations down there. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't been able to get out uh, for a while because of stuff. So we're going to go down and, and check in with people down there and, and make sure all is, is copacetic uh, in the Southern Command bunker. And um, maybe take a little time off. I don't know. My kid has told me that I've got to take a break. I, I don't know why they would think that I need to take a break. Get back and lay down. And because um, if I'm not doing something... I'm going stir crazy. I get antsy when I don't have anything to do. So I I need I need to be doing something. Um, 
Uh, and that reminds me too, we are not going to have a foreign bodies this weekend. Uh, it's our, normally scheduled for this weekend, but we're not going to do it this weekend. We might or might not do Good Morning Multiverse. I'm not sure yet. We're, we're still trying to figure that out because the studio, we don't have the studio with us. So we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll post on, on social media what we're going to do. It well, the Adam project looks cheesy. I you know I from a production design standpoint, it looks like you know they've put some money into it. From a concept standpoint, I think you could probably make the argument that it's something similar to say Zathura or the original Jumanji maybe or something like that because you have the you have the the. The time travel component of this makes it kind of cliched, I guess, maybe. So, you know, who knows? It's it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Um, real quick, let me ask, because I don't know how this is sounding. Do does it, Can everybody hear me okay? So, uh, Keely Chow's... Ke the only difference is that he's relocating permanently. He's relocating. Yes, Gary is on the road. Per go, they're they're moving. I think Gary's moving to the. Uh, I think I think Gary's moving to the Houston area, Houston or San Antonio area. So they're going to be down there. Um, uh, hearing you fine. Okay, great. Because this this is not how I normally do this kind of thing. Um, I feel like I'm doing an episode of park hopping, <laughs> but not really. So, um, yeah, time travel, time travel does get overused a lot. Um, it's it's one of those things where, well, they talked about it in the Avengers movie. You know, the the mechanics of time travel are a little bit wonky depending on what franchise you're in, depending on what kind of time travel you're talking about. Because there's so many different iterations of time travel. There's different uh, ways to do it, whether it's a machine that takes you someplace, or if it's, uh, a, you know, if it's a, it's a vehicle, it's a ship, or, you know, you slingshot around the sun, or whatever. So the TARDIS uh, is okay. TARDIS, well, I mean, the TARDIS is a vehicle that does this kind of thing, but... You, you, then you have something like the time traveler's wife where he's bouncing back and forth and traveling through time because reason you see him swerving there uh he's 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 bouncing back and forth through time because reasons i guess because he's born that way i mean that that to me is such a silly way of doing things and we got email earlier this week. The Time Traveler's Wife series is coming, so we're gonna get a we're gonna get a TV series adapting the Time Traveler's Wife. I haven't read the book. I watched the movie. I wasn't impressed. I think the story's kind of lame. But that I mean, the, the TV the TV star, or the, the the time travel element in that thing is a little goofy. It's a contrivance that really doesn't make any sense to be there. I mean, it's it's just there as a gimmick. Um, 
I need to go back and watch the lake house because I think there's some time travel elements in that one as well. Uh, that's Keanu Reeves and, and Sandra Bullock. So the other trailer that dropped this uh, during this weekend prior to the big the big super de duper game um, was for Doctor Strange and the multi <coughs> in the Multiverse of Madness. That one looks really interesting for a couple of reasons. One, the trailer is packed, which tells me that the movie is going to be packed, and that that gives me a little bit of concern in that if there's if there's so much packed into the movie, it could have negative consequences. It could have negative impact on the story. We saw what happened when Sam Raimi was forced to put Venom in uh, Spider-Man 3. And he didn't want to do it, but studio said, no, we've got to have Venom. So we ended up with four villains in that movie, and it got really packed. And hopefully, Raimi has learned a few lessons from that experience, and he knows not to do too much uh, with too little time. So the idea here, you know, the fact that it's Sam Raimi, the fact that everybody is looking at this as Marvel's first horror movie, because Raimi is very much bringing his horror sensibilities to this. It is, um, there's a lot of, uh, the tone uh, that you get with some of the, some of the imagery that we see uh, is very reminiscent of his his early horror work. So I think I think the movie is in good hands as far as Raimi goes. If they let him have his head and and let him do his thing and didn't interfere, that's one of the one of the challenges of all of this is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a television series, and Kevin Feige is the showrunner, and each movie is an episode of the TV series. So Feige ultimately is the one what's in charge, but uh, when the directors and the writers are on board and everybody is on the same page, you get a really good product. You get a good you get a good episode. Sometimes that doesn't always happen. Uh, Sam Raimi peaked as Jocks. As Jockster in Sam was Sam Raimi in in Zenith because I know his brother does stuff. I think. Here's my question. Because it's a Sam Raimi movie, The Multiverse of Madness, is that at some point, somewhere in this movie, we have to see the Oldsmobile. Now, I think I read somewhere that he got rid of it. I'm hoping that's not the case. Because you gotta have, the, it's a Sam Raimi movie, you gotta have the Oldsmobile. Now, we've got rumors. Uh, Mrs. Boss is shaking is shrugging her her shoulders. Uh, early early in Raimi's career, he owned an Oldsmobile, and the Oldsmobile ended up in every Sam Raimi movie up until a certain point. So it kind of became a running gag that somewhere in a in a Sam Raimi film, you'd see the Oldsmobile. Um, I don't. I think he got rid of it. I'm not sure. <clears throat> All right, let me let me dig into my pocket here because I this so I the Oldsmobile is probably not on, not in the movie but it would be nice to see if it was now the
possibly four different iterations of Stephen Strange. We've got at least two iterations of Christine. We see the one from the wedding. And I think people are talking about that she's the one that dies in the What If episode. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case. It could be <coughs> that it's her or if it's another version. Then you have the version that appears to be working in the lab uh, that's run by the Illuminati. And we are going to get, appears, uh, we are going to get some version of the Illuminati in this. As we see, um, we see, oh, that's right. We see, uh, well, we hear Patrick Stewart's voice and the the implication here with the throne room and all of this other, you know, this this audience chamber or whatnot that Strange is brought into, that you see a ni 1973 Olds Delta 88. Yes, thank and you, Dave. Ted Raimi. Yeah, Ted Ted Raimi is the brother that's always in the movies. Sam so does. It's like Sam the Howard does. family. Yeah, because if you <laughs> if you look at the Spider-Man movies, uh, Ted Raimi is one of J. Jonah Jameson's assistants. Uh, so you've got you've got the Illuminati, and they're they're going to make an appearance. It it looks like, and I've seen people who have done uh, blow up pictures. They've taken you know, enhance, 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 and they've they've opened this up, and it appears that Reed Richards is in uh, the audience chamber. Because people have seen the the guy who's sitting on the left uh, screen left appears to have a four on his chest. People have blown this up and enhanced it and tried to figure out who that is, and it looks like kinda. It looks like the outfit that Ian Grofold wear, the the Fantastic Four with Ian Grofold and Jessica Alba and, and Michael Chiklis. That costume, maybe. So I've heard rumors that. Ann Grofold is coming back as Reed Richards. I've heard rumors that John Krasinski is playing Reed Richards. Either one of them, uh, it's probably, more than likely, it's probably Krasinski because if they're coming forward with Fantastic Four, then it makes sense that this would be uh, somebody from the Fantastic Four that's coming forward in the, in the front. Um, Sam was director of Xena, was that Ted too? Sam, Sam is the director. Ted is the actor. Sam's brother Ted is the actor. Sam is the director. I don't know if Sam Raimi ever directed episodes of Xena. I'd have to look that up. He might have. Uh, but Ted Raimi was the actor uh, out of the two. So uh, I, don't, I don't know that Sam Raimi has ever acted in anything. I could have that wrong. It's been known to happen. I don't get everything 100% right. But hey, 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 you drive. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> that's the that's the rumor on uh, Fantastic Four. Of course, everybody is freaking out that Patrick Stewart is has is revealed in this thing. At least we hear him. We don't see him, quote unquote. We don't see him, but we do hear his voice. And so everybody is freaking out that that one he's in it. Two, they would confirm he's in it in a trailer this far out. So. It's, it's interesting that they're going ahead and letting that cat out of the bag because that tells me that they got a whole mess of cats in a bag somewhere that we don't know about. And... What were you and James arguing about? What were we arguing about when? Yeah, last night. You weren't arguing. 
something showing, someone showing up besides him. I don't know, there was something that he disapproved of. Oh, he's not too thrilled about Tom Cruise showing up as an Iron Man. Uh, the the pe people have been looking at the various different flaming figure people. Is that Human Torch? Is it uh, is it uh, Maria Rambo? Is it uh, is it Monica Rambo? Is it Spectrum? Is is it Superior Iron Man? Is it somebody else? Is it Nova? Um, I don't know. I, you know. A couple of different people have said that it's Maria Rambo. So maybe I mean it's so quick and it's so right there you don't really get very much of a chance to see anything although somebody has come in and done a blow up enhance of one particular game and it actually looks like John Boyega so take that for what it's worth who knows I mean this thing's going to be packed uh, Sam Raimi acted in a horror film. Okay, who is it telling that me that? Wolverine. Uh, who? Wolverine. Was oh, Wolverine. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know. I, 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 I'm not a horror guy, so I'm passingly familiar with Raimi's career. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, okay, good to know. He, he was an actor as well. What are you doing? Would you settle down, please? Anyway, so... <coughs> Sorry about that. Junior office dog back here digging in the, the stuff. So the other part of this that I find interesting with the Illuminati, because that opens up Fantastic Four. You've got you've got Professor X, which opens up the X-Men coming into the MCU. That also uh, provides an opportunity because we've seen it. I think it was Geekosity that was reporting that Anson Mount would be coming back as Black Bolt from the Inhumans. So if that's the case, then we could have uh, the Inhumans series from ABC that didn't do any, do, didn't do very well. That group could get revived. I've seen, I've seen uh, rumors that some of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast could be in this thing, at least briefly. Uh, we've seen some different things about Namor showing up. Now, originally we were hearing that Namor was going to show up and be the villain in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but if they're bringing in the Illuminati on this on this picture, Namor could show up in this picture because the Illuminati is, is Professor X, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Reed Richards, uh, Namor, Black and Doctor Strange. So, if if they're holding to that particular group, then we possibly see Namor in some form or fashion in Doctor Strange too. We'll see. I, you know, we've got a couple of months. It's coming out in what May, May, May sixth. What else happens on May sixth? May sixth. Let's Marvel see. Gives the best birthday gifts. What? Oh, Mar Yes, it's Mrs. Boss's birthday on May sixth. So I guess we'll be seeing the movie. Uh, as her birthday present, which means I'm off the hook for anything else. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> Maybe dinner. Okay. okay. All right. So, um, where are we anyway? Is it? Is it? Are we? We're not anyway. We're we're good. I think we still got signal. I don't think that we've. Uh, good. I don't think that we've buffered any any at all. So I think we're doing okay. Um, that works better than our internet. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
what my other takeaway on this uh, we're getting we're getting we're getting close to a place where I'm gonna lose signal so I'm gonna wrap this up here pretty quick so my other takeaway is that that Doctor Strange 2 is going to do something like what I've complained about in other places where you have to be familiar with WandaVision and Black Panther and all the Iron Man movies and this is the movie and this family and Fantastic Four and this one and this one and this one in order to be able to keep up and uh, I, I said this about David Weber's uh, latest Honor Harrington book to end in fire where you can't just pick up that book and start reading it and know what's going on you've got a whole slew of 20 25 different books that lead up to this what we're going to run into, and this is the same kind of thing we're running into with Star Wars now, where you have these things that happen in the movies, you have these things that happen in the TV shows, and then they have the comic books and the books in order to explain everything. So you got to read this to understand this, to know what this is, to understand this thing. And it gets really complicated because you got a lot of people out there that are going to read, they're going to watch the movie, but they don't care about anything else. And so if Doctor Strange 2 does that, where they bring in so many different things and people who don't read the comic books are not familiar with it enough, then you're going to run into a couple of things. Either you're going to have a bunch of confused people watching the movie or you're going to have a lot of exposition to explain the things that are in the movie for the people who don't understand what's going on. <clears throat> so far, the Marvel films have managed to do this balance, you know, dance, fairly well but um, this one being so packed and having all of this stuff happening in it my concern is that Raimi's gonna find himself forced to put so many things in because I've heard Doctor Strange 2 the stuff that was that's playing out in this movie was supposed to stretch out over all of phase 4 and they're packing it all in here for whatever reason, I don't know if people aren't happy with Phase Four so far. People are, you know, people are falling away. The performance of the other films in Phase Four is not as good as anything else. I don't know. I don't know what what the reasoning would be behind doing that kind of thing. But if they are doing that, Raimi could find himself in the same situation he was in with Spider-Man 3, having to pack all of this crap into a limited amount of time and not being able to give enough of it space to breathe. So hopefully he pushed back and said, look, guys, let me let me do this. Uh, do we know how long the running time for the movie is going to be? Is it like two and a half hours or something? So we'll check on that. But but that's my concern is that they're going to pack so much into this that nothing's going to have enough space. It's not going to have enough room, especially given that we're going to be dealing with multiverse versions of different characters. And you're going to have people that are watching the movie that did not watch What If, that did not watch the, the Disney Plus shows, they don't read the comic books. So you're going to have to take that into account that they don't know what's going on. You know, they didn't watch Loki. They didn't see the explanation of the variants of the branches out and all of that. So somewhere in there, there's going to have to be another explanation. And that's going to take time. And hopefully they do it in a way that still moves the story forward. That we don't come to a screeching halt that says, 
let me explain what we're explaining to you and then you know we have this then we have you know, we have this problem the whole thing grinds to a halt so we can catch everybody up on what's happening over the last three years over on Disney plus so anyway so it's not like in the movies you can do the little asterisk box and say go read Thor number 158 you know they don't even do that in the comic books anymore VH1's pop-up video sure yeah that could be a thing um that actually you know that actually might not be uh that actually could be interesting a pop-up video version of these films huh check here dear marvel <coughs> all right so that's that's the thing the 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 other one is the lord of the rings preview we got to look at that <sighs> the only thing that i'm going to say about this uh, are going to be presented to be as evil again they really grabbed a group of what barbarian barbarian university professors who Intellectual and academic freedom. Oh, he's talking about the real Illuminati. Okay. Ah, okay. Um, well, okay. So, Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of things. Consider that the Tolkien estate is not involved, has not been involved for a long while. They they ended their involvement very early on in the process. There was a Tolkien professor, I can't remember his name, but he was involved as a consultant. And he left the project during pre-production. They have hired a intimacy coach, we think for this project. Amazon hired an intimacy coach for some project in New Zealand, but at the time, this was the only project in New Zealand. So the assumption is that we're getting some kind of intimate scenes and it's going to be a problem because Tolkien didn't do that kind of thing. And there was some casting calls that went out uh, saying that you need to be comfortable with nudity. And the assumption there was this was an Amazon, this was for the Lord of the Rings thing too. So the concern is for a lot of people, the concern is that they are going to some sort of a Game of Thrones knockoff instead of Lord of the Rings. It doesn't have any kind of feeling of Tolkien for me. Uh, just looking at it, it looks like some generic knockoff. Knock you know, it's it's a <laughs> it's a Game of Thrones ripoff. It's a uh, it's. It's the uh, the stones of Shannara, or uh, Shannara Chronicles, or uh, what was the, what was the other one they had out for a little while? Yeah, I, it's it doesn't feel like Tolkien. Maybe maybe it's just the 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 imagery because you see and there was a screenwriter headline about the the characters that Tolkien ignored mentioning that Tolkien had ignored this part of, of Middle-earth, and I'm thinking, Tolkien wrote it. Tolkien created it. If Tolkien didn't mention it, it probably wasn't part of the lore. And, uh, you know, people are people are going around talking about uh, uh, that scene 
where she rips her helmet off and she says, I am no man, and she stabs the, uh, she stabs the, the creature. That's in the book. Nobody is freaking out about that scene because it's in the book. And the movies were a relatively accurate, you know, adaptation. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's still not in those movies. But I ran across a, a quote. It's floating around on Twitter today where, where Peter Jackson was basically saying, our responsibility was to be as accurate as possible, to be as faithful as possible, and not inject our politics, not inject our agenda, not do anything. Make Tolkien Tolkien and make it a Tolkien movie. And it doesn't feel like Amazon is doing that. Amazon is race baiting. They're already talking about how anybody who doesn't like this is a racist, which is kind of dumb because we haven't seen the show. It could it could very well be a fantastic television series. It could be. It's an out. It's it's a it's a very wide left field outside chance that this is going to be a phenomenal piece of work. It looks like Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I, you know, it kind of, it kind of does, um, because in Tolkien's world, female dwarves have beards, and they are sometimes mistaken for the male dwarves, <coughs> which they were talking about. This is, you know, sometimes people people think that the dwarves just kind of spontaneously erupt. And are born because nobody recognizes that there are there are female dwarves, and the female dwarves in this uh, in this series don't have beards, so it's not Tolkien. Whatever they might say, Tolkien's estate is not de dealing with it. Tol the Tolkien professor, the Tolkien expert, is not involved with it. They're loosely adapting something I don't know this doesn't even look like it's Silmarillion any any of that material who knows where they're coming up with any of this stuff now again it could be great I hope it's a success and I hope Tolkien fans enjoy it I don't anticipate that it's going to do well I know they're shooting season two in the UK right now Amazon's already made the commitment for season two before season one was even out because it doesn't come out until what September, September second. So we've got a long road to go before we get any kind of an idea of what this thing is is going to be. And because we have so much time between then and now, a lot of information is going to start coming out. And if it is woke if it is uh, depend heavily dependent on identity politics for the stuff that they're doing this thing is not going to have an audience it's going to get a lot of buzz it's going to get a lot of chatter on on twitter but it won't get an audience and amazon will do whatever they can to say oh it's a success it's great everybody loves it when they know that's not the case and everybody that's got a concern over it the more information that we get get coming out, if there's more concern expressed, then we're going to be painted into a box and we're racist, homophobic, bigots, whatever. It's the usual, you know, response to whatever it is that we're we're doing. So I don't know. I, I I'm not 
I'm not eagerly anticipating this prequel, the the the, the Rings of Power. Um, I but I have a tough time figuring whether or not this is. I'm looking at something and it looks dull and boring and uninteresting, or if I'm getting old and impatient and I'm just not interested in anything anymore. So you know, there's that. <coughs> So, 30 years ago, other than Nanamore, or whatever, Nanamore, and the migrating of Middle, man migrating to Middle Earth, I remember a lack of narrative storytelling. Well, the Silmarillion is a collection of bits and pieces. It's not a, it's not a cohesive narrative to begin with. So, you know, there are pieces of that that were brought into Peter Jackson's trilogy uh, in The Hobbit, you know, the, 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 in order to make you know fill that out and make it a bigger story but the Silmarillion is is more uh, just a collection of, of bits and pieces flotsam and jetsam you know fill in the blank you know fill in the gap type material uh, so it's uh, there's some story stuff in there sure but I have I don't know I'm it, it, it and it says something too that the company we had this story uh, on Saturday, the this this sense, whatever company that owns the rights to exploit the, the property, they're getting out. They're trying to sell all of their uh, rights to all of the, the the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit stories, as well as their uh, their piggyback rights for Silmarillion and the the ta uh, Tales of Numenor. I think is the other one. Uh, which means basically if the Tolkien estate decided to make a Silmarillion movie, these people would have the rights to go in and do something with it. So they're trying to sell value on this is $2 billion, but they want out. Questions. When the people who have been involved want out, want the ring animation. going to be anything remotely Tolkien or not. I mean, who knows? It's it's just one of those things. So, I, it is what it is. I hope it's good. I don't anticipate it's going to be good. I figure it's probably going to be like every other lame brain idea that people are having these days because we got to remake everything. we got to reboot everything. we got to put modern, modern day sensibilities and identity politics into everything. It's not going to last. It's not going to hold up. It's not going to stand the test of time. People are going to look at it five years from now and go, what were they thinking? <coughs> now, one final thing, and then I'm going to wrap up because we, we're, we're I'm actually surprised that we've held signal this long. I've still got full I'm, I'm really surprised. That, well, mine doesn't normally hold up in this, in this part of the thing. So, one last thing, and then we're going to wrap up. Batman, not the Pattinson thing. Uh, yeah, uh, Dave, that's what I was talking about. The Saul Zanz Company selling their rights. Thank you, thank you for that, because I couldn't remember the name of it. The Saul Zanz Company. Uh, we had that story on Good Morning Multiverse Saturday morning, as they were uh, right before the power went out. Uh, so you can see. You know, well, I think Tim's doing some research on that. Is he? Okay. 
So, um, so Batman. We've got some imagery. We've got some video. We've got some photographs from the set of Batgirl. Now, last week, I believe it was, the week before, we had photos of J.K. Simmons on set. And a couple of them, he looked like he did in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, where he's the older Commissioner Gordon. And we also got some photographs of him with full red hair. So, like, uh, younger Jim Gordon. So, like, he was a, it's either going to be a flashback or it's going to be a setup, a, a preliminary. Yeah. That's, and, and so there's a possibility there that we're going to get some two, two different. We got pictures of somebody in a bat. It's like it's the stunt double for Michael Keaton. It's not Keaton yet because he just arrived in Glasgow. Uh, but the, the bat suit is on, uh, is on set. They have been shooting with it. And it does look like there's a couple of shots where J.K. Simmons is full red hair. So this looks like it's probably going to be flashback or before times, uh, before, um, uh, what's her name, Leslie Grace comes in as Batgirl. So we're going to have young, younger Jim Gordon working with Batman. And the Batsuit looks good. It looks like a lot of fun uh, that they're going to be having on this. But I'm really surprised to see the bat suit uh on on batgirl so we're gonna get batman in the hbo movie or hbo max movie as well as michael keaton as batman in the flash so this looks like they're investing a little bit more heavily in michael keaton's batman than we originally thought so you can find this find those uh those pictures online uh twitter has has posted them uh, I think I think that Star Wars girl uh, re retweeted, uh, so you can find them there. And I think we we put them we put a few of them up on Twitter ourselves, so you can go find those. Um, okay, so that's going to do it here live from the uh, mobile bunker, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up and be be connected with us. Get, get connected with us on all of our social media. We'll make an announcement. We'll we'll post whether or not we're going to do a Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday. And then next week is going to be a little hit and miss, too. So uh, thanks very much, all of you who are there in the chat, who are here. If you're in replay, if you're watching this later, you can still leave us a comment. And uh, don't forget to go check out our Instagram later on today. We'll start posting stuff on how you can get into the virtual screening of the Atom Project. Uh, and uh, we'll post that stuff over on Instagram. So Instagram.com slash sci-fi for me. Between now and uh, the end of tomorrow, uh, we'll have those mechanisms out so you can sign up for that. In the meantime, if you are brand new to the channel, this is not the normal thing, but you know we managed to do this. Uh, but do uh, do subscribe and have your notifications turned on. And we are that close. We're back to 1999. Uh, hopefully, we're going to cross over 2,000 here uh, subscriber count uh, very soon. Connect with us over on Odyssey. And uh, you can find us on all the social medias. Have your notifications turned on uh, so you know when we post next. And we'll do this all again uh, when we do it again. And um, uh, now how do, I, how do I stop this thing? So <laughs> it, we, we, will, uh, we will wrap this up. And um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do later. I don't know where the thing is. 
Uh, that's not it. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Where's the... No, that's that's filters. That's filters. No, that's camera filters. Technology, folks. Technology. Technology. Gotta love it. Okay, I think, I think this is the button here. All right. Bye, everybody. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.